Good morning, everyone. George Watkins here on a beautiful Thursday morning. Chilly, wet, <laughs> a little dark, but the Spirit of God is hot and flowing and ready to roll. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for coming by. If this is your first time, welcome to our morning sessions together. Stay around for a while. God sent you by for a purpose. Let's let's see what that would be today. We're talking about our thoughts and how we come up with them and where they come from and how they work. <laughs> Amen. If you haven't uh, subscribed, you're welcome to do that. Matter of fact, I invite you to do it. It'll be a help to both of us. Also, on Facebook, we've got some platforms for our podcast, uh, Podbeam is one of them, and uh, Podomatic is another, and there's uh, iHeart and Spotify. You can find us there, also on Twitter. Hallelujah. Now, we're talking today, again, out of the eighth chapter of Romans. I love the book of Romans. I told you the other day that uh, the book of Romans is Paul's dissertation in condensed form on his revelation of Jesus Christ and the gospel that has that was crafted by the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. The church in Rome did not believe him to be an apostle, did not believe that they didn't trust him. He was, he was an ex-killer and a destroyer of the church. So he, he put this book together, wrote this book, and gave it to a woman by the name of Phoebe, who was a uh, strong, a strong voice. They say she was a, a lawyer type woman in the in the in the city, had some prominence. She was a convert, and she took this letter into the into the Roman church, and went from church to church reading and giving the letter that and they opened their heart up to Paul obviously so that's where we get the book of Romans and that's why it's so important and so powerful and uh, <laughs> I'm stuck in the eighth chapter and we're still reading out of the mirror Bible let me pick it up in uh, in in verse four the righteousness, promoted by the law is now realized in us. Our practical day-to-day -day life bears witness to spirit inspiration and not flesh domination. Now, if you're following me along in King James or Amplified, you'll see that the words that are used in one are pared down, paraphrased down, and given the just the the meat of it. The Mere Bible is a, is a refreshing read, and it opens up some insight that perhaps you don't see in the King James. I've read the Amplified. Most of my, most of my ministry, we had an Amplified Bible. Started getting parts of them back in the 60s. So I love the Amplified, but this is different. A different view, and I love I love going through this now. That's why I'm using it now. Um, 
chapter uh, chapter eight and uh, five. Sin symptoms are sponsored by the senses, a mind dominated by the sensual. Thoughts betray source. Spirit life attracts spirit thoughts. Now I made that as my caption today. Out of that statement, spirit life attracts spirit thoughts. Okay, let's let's use a um, you know a negative illustration for those who fasten themselves on sin, uh, sexual sin, um, deviant sins, uh, criminal sins, all sorts of anti-righteousness life, they attract that to them. They put their thoughts on it. You cannot feast and fasten yourself on pornography and not expect to have your whole self, your emotions, and eventually your physical activity involved in that dark life of sexual immorality. Now, this statement says that spirit thoughts attract Spirit life attracts spirit thoughts. In other words, I meditate upon the word day and night. I meditate upon the word day and night. <laughs> Amen. Now, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 were to bring every thought into the word of God. I made a note in my, my little article, I made this statement that if you look around, everything you see and touch in the physical world came out of the thoughts of someone. They had a thought, they saw a picture in their mind, they had a thought in their mind, a diagram, an idea, and out of that comes physical manifestation. So the thought then turns into the meditation. We meditated upon it. It begins to germinate, begins to form, and out of that comes creative or destructive things. If you fasten yourself on negative, you will become a negative person. Family curses are, in a sense, are nothing more than family bondage that they've built over the years and what they've thought on, what they've said, and Ma, mother said it, dad said it, I say it, this is the way we were live, raised, so we're going to be living this way, you know. Negative, there's some families that are always sick and always broke and always in a strife condition because that's where they dwell in their thoughts. Now, all right, we've kind of form that now, got that idea over. How do we how do we switch? We don't do it by mental gymnastics, obviously. We do it by coming into the promises of God. Now listen to this. Second Corinthians again. Taking every thought captive to the Word of God. Now Jesus tells us in Matthew that we're not to waste our thoughts on things that are all that are already promised, or don't waste your anxiety, don't have any nervousness, don't worry about things that are already promised. He says, I've promised you food, raiment, 
a place to, you know, dwell. I promised you these things. Okay. So we don't spend a lot of time. I wonder if I'm going to eat tomorrow. I wonder if he's going to love me tomorrow. I wonder if I'm going to have a home tomorrow. I know there's difficult problems in the world. There's people that don't have homes. There's people that don't have food. I know that. But we must start with Jerusalem first. In other words, you and I need to be strong so we can strengthen someone else. I can't take on the problems of the whole world. I can't mentally take in the brokenness that the news pump dumps on me all the time. There's no way your emotional life can carry someone dying on the streets of Chicago or New York or Paris. You can't think of the thousands of people starving to death in Africa. Now, don't get me wrong. We have compassion. We do our missionary work. We send our gifts. We send food to the poor. We support the outreaches that we have in all those levels. But if you're going to be a strong productive and healthy spiritual person, you must feed yourself upon God's thoughts, which are the scriptures and the meditation you have when you're in that presence. Amen. I count the scriptures as very, very important and life-giving, but I don't discount any at any level, the time of meditation, prayer, and your thoughts being on Christ and on the Father. And in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand, pleasure. So the scriptures and the relationship, both of them Hand in hand, you can't have one without the other, as the old song says. Now, <clears throat> am I elevating one with the other? That's not the point here, and I'm not arguing that. Scriptures are important, and they're life-giving. Fellowship is important and life-giving. Why? Because out of my spirit life comes spirit thoughts. I hang around God. I think like Him. I read about Him. I meditate upon him. He listens. He talks to me. I hear his voice. I begin to act like the father. I've raised three children. They're all adults with their own families and children themselves. But I remember in the early days, as each of them came into our life, I reflected often on the fact that God loves each of his children personally and on the same level we didn't put one above the now we had a we had an older boy the first boy was the first child was a boy so he holds that first position but it's not a best position or a better position it's just first each of them have their own temperaments each of them have their own characters but i love them because god taught me because I know the Father. I've been around the Father. I learned the Father's Spirit. So I love them as the Father loves me equally, you see. So spirit life promotes spirit thoughts. You begin to think like God. You begin to, when you begin to think like God, you begin to act like God. 
There's no difference between male or female, bond or free, Jew or Greek. So that's God's thoughts. God, God says, I'm able to supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. I take that thought and I, 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 I believe it and I think it. And when problems come, I don't wring my hands and toss, you know, <laughs> dust in the air. I, I say, oh, the Father promised to supply my needs. Now, have I been without? Have I been thin in the finances? Has it been close sometimes? That's where you get your muscle from, believing that God will come through. <laughs> muscle comes from exercise. Doesn't come from laying on the couch and dreaming about it. You got to work those muscles. Spiritual muscles and faith muscles have to have action. That's where this challenge, that's where the challenges come in. <laughs> so don't waste your thoughts on things that God's already promised. Just thank him for it. Oh, God, love me. I pray you love me. Well, come on now. That's an illustrated absurdity. God said he loves you, so don't even have to ask for it. What do you do? Thank you. I receive your love. You see, it's a it's a receiving. Amen. Wow. So I'm just encouraging you today on this simple, repetitive subject of thoughts that spirit life attracts spirit thoughts. Flesh life attracts flesh thoughts. If you're having, as a man, especially they have these difficulties, perhaps more than women, differently than women, put it that way, would be a sexual fantasies or weaknesses or temptations. If you're fat, fasting, fastening your eyes on that, that's what you'll get. Now, how do you get away from that? If you've had a history of that, you need to have a a, you need to have that broken out of your life, perhaps. It could be a bondage. It could be a trap that Satan's put there to snare you. I would ex I would suggest that you may need some prayer, have someone pray for you, have some brothers get around you and just break the thing open and confess it to them that you're having that problem. But from that point, fasten your eyes and your attention and your thoughts on spirit life, not flesh life. Uh -huh. Amen. Okay. Well, this is Thursday. Thursday's a good day to be alive in Christ. And Thursday morning's a good time to crank up the generator of your spirit man or, and go forth into this day with victory. Amen. <laughs> victory. Well, I bless you today and I thank God every day for each of you that I know about. Some of you, of course, I don't know that are viewing if you're new, but I do have you in my spirit. I pray for everyone that views these simple teachings each morning. I pray that God will reach into your life and do a work of the spirit. We're having response from a number of nations. India tunes in, Philippines tunes in, some of the Asian uh, uh, nations, um, the the um, Saudi Arabia, um, Pakistan, 
Uh, I'm thinking here and trying to talk at the same time, but there's some good things happening. So pray for us. Thank you for your support. Some of you have sent some financial gifts. We thank you for that. You can do that with PayPal or the address in our notes below. So this is this is the journey that I'm on, and God's given me this this avenue, and I'm enjoying it. It's not without challenge. <laughs> it's like milk and cows. Here I am every day. But I love the voice of the Lord and the Spirit of God, and I love to pass it on through these simple times together. So receive it by faith and step into your destiny. God's got plans for you that are going to surprise and scare you if you'll do it. Amen. Well, tomorrow's Friday, my favorite day of the week. We'll have a supernatural time. <laughs> Amen. Well, I will say good night, good morning, I should say. <laughs> there I go again, giving it away. I record these at night. All right. I will see you in the morning, and we will shout and thank God for his goodness together. <laughs>